Hello and welcome to Connectabytes News Digest for what will be June 29th, I guess, when this episode eventually goes up. With me, I have JP. Hello. Um, and basically, we're going to talk about what little news came out this week. There, there wasn't too much. We're in that E3 lull where there's not too much to talk about. A little bit of announcements here and there, but ultimately not too much. So I figured since it was kind of a slow week, we could just start out with the Nintendo downloads, which just came out today. Um, I guess starting off, we'll go right down the list. I have Marvel Pinball 3D from Zen Studios came out for seven ninety nine. Did you did you get the chance to pick this up, JP? I or are you interested? This up, I, I'm I I really enjoyed Zen Pinball 3D. I, I've played a lot of that. I'm not a big comic book guy or Marvel guy, so I don't know if I'll I don't know. Eight bucks seems a bit much for me for just this. Um, I still haven't worn out all the tables in Zen Pinball, but maybe at some point. I did the review for Marvel Pinball. You can read it over on the site. Um, but, but yeah, basically, it's ultimately just DLC for Zen Pinball 3D. The, there's nothing really new. The menu systems laid out exactly the same way. It's just new tables. But, yeah. Um, my abstract on the website was um, Zen Pinball with a fresh coat of paint, and that's basically it to a T. So moving on, Bomb Monkey from Renegade Kid for four ninety nine. Is is this one you're interested in at all? I'm somewhat interested. Um, I you know I read Neil Neil's got a review up on the side of it, which seems pretty positive. Um, the lack of leaderboards really hurts it for me. If it had that, I would absolutely be in. Now I'm gonna have to think about it. Neil and I recorded a segment that'll be in the next episode of Connectivity that goes up this weekend with uh, Jules Watchem this week. And he talked about how putting in the leaderboards would have added actually probably about two months of work onto the game. He said it takes that long of a process I to still, try and... I still think it'd be worth it, I mean, for for a game like that. Uh, the way he made it sound like this was just kind of a, a pet project that they were working on, and ultimately he felt but like they spent too much time on is it. What that two months would be two months longer until we get Mutant Muds 2, which I guess <laughs> that's not good. So uh, Yeah, uh, they're, they're also working on ATV Wild Ride 3D for the 3DS, which yeah. he said will come out this fall sometime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of ex- interested in picking this up. I didn't get a chance to yet because I, I haven't had much time home with my 3DS. I haven't had a good puzzle game in a while, so I still may end up picking it yeah. up. It's probably the first puzzle game, the decent 3D puzzle game on the 3DS since Pushmo, I guess. Yeah. Moving on, we got Escape the Virus Swarm Survival, which is published by Taeon for one ninety nine. Now, I know you were interested in this, actually. I was, yeah. Jake. Nate jumped on the review copy before I could get it. I was like, no, I took the time. I went, I looked at the screenshot, that looks kind of interesting, and I watched a video on YouTube, and by the time I was done, Nate had already grabbed it. Yeah, it, it just looks like it's Snake, but more like in a 3D, or not 3D, it, it, it but... It looks kind of like Snake... Plus, kind of a Geometry Wars kind of thing to it, maybe a little bit, but I don't yeah. know. It looks it looks kind of good. For for one ninety nine, it it tempts me to pick yeah. it up. I would a lot probably one ninety nine. Yeah, I think it's just the, the cleaning out the fridge would be the tough part for me. Yeah, the, the fact that DSiWare doesn't save onto SD cards. If I could play, of... if I could play DSiWare off an SD card, I would end up buying a lot of DSiWare. <laughs> yeah, That's my re- thirty two gig SD card has plenty of space for stuff like yes, that. Yes, you could hold all the DSiWare that's ever been made. All the My Notebooks, all the Sudokus, Match 3 Puzzles, everything. So many Match 3 Puzzles. <laughs> well, speaking of DSiWare, I guess we can go right on to the next one, which is Flip the Core, which is also for one ninety nine. Now, this is basically like a side-scrolling shoot 'em up kind of, I guess. This also looks semi-decent, and there's another one ninety nine. It's another one I might think about picking up. Yeah. It looks, it looks... Uh, this one more so for me, because... it. 
I've heard more about this. Like, it's gotten more press, I feel. Yeah. I believe that's published by Engine Software. I think they might have had a meeting with them at GDC, Aaron, or someone might have met with them. I feel like they did. Yeah. That's it for really new games, but there were some demos that were featured in the uh, Nintendo Downloads article that they sent out. And basically the first new demo was Rhythm Thief, which... I played, and I thought it was fantastic. I've heard good things. I didn't... That was at E3, right? I, I didn't play it. I, I didn't see it at Was E3. it not there? Maybe it, I'm did. thinking of something... No, I'm thinking of the theater rhythm. I'm thinking of something the, else. The theater rhythm was there, which was okay. In Square Enix's booth, it was a little noisy to try and play. Yeah. <laughs> theater rhythm there, but... Rhythm, rhythm Thief was really good. It's it's like a rhythm game, and it, it, it some of the levels felt a little simple. It was just basically swiping left or swiping right in time to the music, and it had symbols on the screen to kind of key you into when to make this keystrokes and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, it, it was entertaining. I know it has a good story and a long to go with it, so the whole package seems like it's going to be really well put together. It does, and well it worth does it. sound interesting, yeah. The Downloads article also featured Kingdom Hearts, the Kingdom Hearts 3D demo, which was actually released last week following the Nintendo Direct, which was on Friday. See, or I did Thursday. play that game at E3, and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I, I thought the demo did a little bit better job of explaining things. The tutorial felt a little bit better. The one where you play the one in the Nintendo booth or the one at Square Enix? Where's I it? played the one at Square Enix. Yeah, I don't know if it was the same one, but I was played the one de- tethered to the girl in the Nintendo booth, and <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I had tried that one out too, and uh, that one actually made far less sense to me. Because See, that's they, the one they, I played. Yeah. Yeah, they they handed it to me in the middle of someone's playthrough, and like they don't they don't care to reset the game for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know where I am or what I'm doing. The person had somehow gotten like stuck down in this like gully. Yeah. So I spent yeah. Um but the demo that's on the eShop, it's really guided and it takes you to Traverse Town and it features the World Ends With You character, Neku. I've always been meaning to play that game. I'm I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts fan, as I might have mentioned before at some point on this show. I played a fair bit of the first one, and I enjoyed it. Um, If I didn't think I would get completely lost in the story, I might be interested in the 3DS game. Um, Yeah. That that probably is one of the uh, things that scares people away, because, what is this, like six games in, some, some of them side games. There's only been really two main entries, but there's so much story involved in the games. Yeah. Last bit of Nintendo Downloads news is VVV VVV is on sale this weekend for four ninety nine, which is down from eight dollars, I believe. This is this yes, and that game yeah. that game is worth eight dollars. It's certainly yeah. worth five dollars. It's easily yeah with all the I mean, uh, user the the added levels. Oh, there's so through. much extra content in that game. Yeah, like, like I played um, through the main quest, and then there's like you look at the extra stuff there. There's a ton of extra content there. I mean, if you're I, worried... I looked through my activity log recently on my 3DS, and I think I have 15 hours logged yeah, in that game. If you're worried about content, don't be. No. I mean, even if you pick this up on Steam, it might be worth picking it up again on the 3DS. See, I like to have it on the 3DS. I like to... I mean, because I, I like having the, the controls like that. I mean, you can have a controller on PC, but if you don't, this is a good way to play it with that. Yeah. And, I'm, like, they're doing sales. I mean, that's... That's, <laughs> that, that's, that's fantastic. That's great. I, I think they had Super Mario Land last week. They did, yes. I if I remember that. correctly. Yes, so that's. I think that's Nintendo's going in the right direction. Good job, Nintendo. Yeah. 
All right, so moving on, the next bit of news is also relating to the eShop. We're getting a Heroes of Ruin demo next week. See, Did you get a chance to check this out at E3? I played a little bit of it at E3, but I, I think I got lost. It's, E3 is really not a good environment for a game like this. <laughs> Especially Square's booth. Because but, oh, where, where... Square's booth was awful. <laughs> Oh. Where Heroes of Ruin was stationed, it was right behind, or right in front of, I should say, the the giant screen that was just looping yeah. loud. <laughs> yeah, so that's, but I mean, I'm fair, I'm pretty interested in this game, so I definitely will check this demo out. Yeah, I, I think the demo will do a better job for me than what was at A3, because it was just so distracting there. Um, just moving along, you know, little tiny news stories. Bravely Default Flying Fairy is coming to Japan on October 11th. That is this fall. Um, this looks interesting. I hope it comes to North America at some point. Yeah. Um, Japan also got a demo, I think their third demo for the game. And I think there's probably a fourth demo in the works, I think I read somewhere as well. Japan's getting so many demos. Yeah, I I, I feel like America is getting kind of uh, It's the downloads. It's always the downloads. (laughs) Like the virtual consoles. Japan gets so much and we don't get as much. I don't know what's going on. Well, to be fair, Japan doesn't get things like Mutant Muds. And That's true. I would rather... I, I mean, I, I've bitched a lot about the lack of Wario Land, which we now know is coming, what, late July, sometime in there. But yeah. I would rather have Mutant Muds than Wario Land. Yeah, I'd rather have Mutant Muds, too. <laughs> so that that's kind of it for actual 3DS software. But we can move right on to hardware. And there's going to be a 3DS XL CirclePad Pro coming to Japan later in 2012. Which I expected once we heard the announcement. Yeah. I mean, this, this is like, well, of course. It, it, it'd be hard for them to just, like, forget about the CirclePad Pro completely. There are a makes... few games that really benefit from it. There aren't that many. I think there may be more in Japan. There's, I think, three games in North America that use it. Um, yeah. And really, Kid Icarus is it's only useful if you're left-handed. Um, I'm actually left-handed, and I made use of the right-handed controls, because yeah. every time I've tried to snag up a Circle Pad Pro, they're always out of stock. I have one, and I've used it a lot with uh, Resident Evil, and I like it, but... Um, That's another game I played through without Yeah, I, I think it works okay without it. I, I prefer it with the Circle Pad Pro, but, I mean, it's like and that and Metal Gear, I think those are the only games in America that use the thing. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the XL1 doesn't come to America. I'm sure it will. It's just a matter of it wasn't announced yet, and Nintendo's being hush-hush, I guess. I don't know. Nintendo does silly things like that sometimes. So the last kind of large amount of news we got was Nintendo had their annual shareholders meeting. And there was a few news stories that came out of this. One of the the bigger ones, I think, is that Iwata basically said that there were not going to be any more 3DS redesigns in the near future, like new models of the system. But didn't Miyamoto say that like a month ago and then we got the XL? Yeah. (laughs) Iwata just, he basically said it's going to be too confusing if they keep releasing new systems into the market for consumers, because... I'm sure people ran into that issue with the DS, where they go to a Best Buy or something. I know, I know at my I think Best by Buy, the they... End of it, they were spaced out pretty well on the DS, though. I mean, well, the yeah. light, the light came quick, but that pretty much just replaced the original model. Yeah, but I, I mean, in the, in like these last two years or so. Yeah, I mean, I... you've got the the light and the DSi and the DSi XL. Yeah. So I, I remember particularly going to my Best Buy, and right next to each other, there was they had all three DSs out that you could play on them, the same game. It was it was just really bizarre, yeah. because like I, I feel like people would go up to him and just not understand what the benefit was from one system to the other. 
Yeah, I mean, and they're uh, like if you're just playing a game, there really isn't much of a benefit from yeah. the, the light to the to the DSI. I mean, I suppose that the XL, if you like the bigger size, is a benefit either way. Yeah. But. Moving on from that, there was a question at the meeting regarding how Nintendo would handle third parties because they basically said the third party support for the Wii kind of wasn't great, and they wanted to know how for the Wii U Nintendo was going to help that. And Nintendo Iwata basically explained that third parties got information on the Wii U basically around the same time as their internal development teams got information. And that seems to be showing, given the amount of support we're seeing at launch. Especially for Zombie U, because I think, frankly, that's a great-looking game. It is. I That was my game of the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that looks fantastic. And, I mean, that's, that's one of the ones that's been in development for a while, because it was Killer Freaks that was at last year's E3. So, I mean, that, that one's... They, they've put a lot of time into that one, and I think it shows. Yeah. The fact that last year when Nintendo only had, like, tech demos and companies like Ubisoft had Killer Freaks last year shows that Well, third Nintendo parties had have... tech demos like New Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just shows that Nintendo's trying to do better. And I think they're, they're doing well. I mean, like, we've seen them doing this kind of doing better with the 3DS uh, and with the Wii U. I, I think Nintendo's really making progress in regard to third-party relations. Mm-hmm. I mean, even with the the downloadable shop, because I think Trine Two is coming. That that was shown at E3. There and that's were like, yes, to... I heard somebody, some someone told me. I think it was the, the Cloudberry Kingdom guy said there are probably going to be like at least five or ten games on the eShop at launch for the Wii U. Yeah, which which is insane. I mean, the eShop wasn't even there at the 3DS launch, and they're going to have significant, real good software support on it at launch on the Wii U. So I think it, it just shows that Nintendo's reaching out and Nintendo learns from their mistakes. You really can't. I mean, Nintendo generally doesn't make the same mistake twice most of the time. I guess there are certain exceptions to that, but they generally learn from things. So another question that was brought up at the meeting was about Nintendo's online system and whether would it be free, would it not be free. And Iwata basically said that he wasn't against a paid service, but he kind of didn't think it was a good idea for something like Miiverse, where he feels... um, that if everyone's using it, it spreads word of mouth, and then more people will talk about it, and then it'll eventually sell more hardware and software I, units. I think if Nintendo were going to do a paid service, it would be more like PlayStation Plus, where it would be like bonus stuff on top of what you... Like, they have the main basic online functionality for free, and then there's extra stuff that you can get with a paid subscription. I feel like something like that will be there, too, it does, around it, launch. I don't know about around launch, but I think at some point we will see that. At, at some point. But I, I feel like Nintendo's going to look at PlayStation and see how successful PlayStation Plus is. It does look good. I mean, I've, I've been tempted to pick it up and to do something with it a lot of times. So. I guess the last little tidbit that came out of the shareholders meeting was that additional Wii U information will be revealed in the fall, which will probably be launch price for Japan. Yeah. I think there was a rumor on NeoGAF that the U.S. will be getting a similar type of informational session in September. Yes, that's what I saw. So around that time, I guess we'll get launch for all the regions, price for all the regions, launch titles for all the regions, and maybe some new titles that we actually didn't I know about I think the yet. NeoGAF rumor said that they would be going into some other 2013 lineup. Uh, which might include uh, Colonial Marines... Yes. I mean, I think it would be, yes, the first half of 2013 to stuff that's going to come before E3. Mostly everything that was at E3 was um, just the 2012 stuff, right? And some of it, I mean, some of it was, some of it, like, Pikmin and 
P100, I think, were launch window, which could include early, early, like January, maybe February 2013. I, I think it would be foolish not to get those out. I don't think launch. they won't be. I, I mean, I, Neil seems to be a bit, you know, I think Neil seems to think that they might not make it, but I'm, I, I would be surprised if at least Pikmin's not a launch game. I, I feel like if Nintendo goes in a launch with only New Super Mario Brothers and Nintendo Land, that won't be quite as good. Yeah, at least for them. I mean, there's a really really kind of impressive third-party lineup but yeah oh, for, yeah for nintendo i think they really need pikmin to be there yeah everything's there it's just nintendo needs to make sure they step up their game and get what get stuff there that we want so i guess that's basically it for this connectabyte there was just it actually was more news than i thought yeah there's so, a decent amount there thanks jp for coming no problem glad to be here um, I guess if you want to check out any of the news stories, they're all featured on NintendoWorldReport.com. You can write us listener mail at connectivity at NintendoWorldReport.com. So um, I'll see you guys later. Yeah.